whenever you get you get hit with something positive or negative, I encourage you to look for the good, mm. the great, and the wonderful. So right now, unfortunately, people are getting laid off. And you might say, Larry, there's nothing good, there's nothing great, and there's none, nothing wonderful about that. Well, I'm gonna flip the script on you and say, hey, if you dig deep enough, you'll find the good because chances are that environment was not the right environment for you. You were being tolerated and not celebrated. The great is that knock, knock, opportunity is knocking. When one door closes, a window of opportunity opens up, but so many times people are so, they're just so focused on that, 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 that door that closed. They're, they're focused that they missed the opportunity that's around. And the wonderful is that you've now got a story to tell. You've got an experience that you're learning, you're growing. And I encourage you to not just take that as you're learning, but share with someone else that needs to hear how you navigated through that experience. So that that's why I'm so passionate when it comes, and I'm getting choked up when it comes to optimism and positivity. It's our choice. Welcome to another episode of the Elite Selling Podcast. We are your hosts, Griffin and Frankie. Today, we are joined by our very special guest and friend, Mr. Larry Long Jr. Larry is the CEO, the Chief Energy Officer of LLJR Enterprises. He is a sales coach, advisor, partner, former stud athlete at University of Maryland. And today we are talking about the importance of optimism and positivity, not just in sales, but in life. And in this episode, Larry's gonna to talk to us about uh, the mindset required to overcome adversity, especially in today's selling environment. Uh, we're gonna talk about the parallels of sports and sales and how that's helped him form his uh, his point of view around optimism and positivity. And we're gonna finish with the ABCs of life and sales. Let's get into it. Here's Larry Long Jr. Larry, welcome to the Elite Selling Podcast. How you doing, sir? Come on now, Griff. I'm happy to be here. It's my, can you hear me? I just want to make sure my microphone is working. Honored and privileged to be here with you and Frankie V. Awesome. Well, for those of you who can't see us today, Larry's rocking the awesome shirt, bright yellow. He's ready to go. He's bringing Got the gold in. microphone. He's, yeah. he's blinging out, baby. And I the love big it. one. <laughs> Plat platinum, platinum. I'm colorblind. It's platinum, platinum. <laughs> So I don't know if Larry's, you know, qualified to talk about today's topic of optimism and positivity in life and sales. I don't know if he's it's if it's coming through or not already in the first 30 <laughs> seconds of the of the episode, man. Oh, come on now. It's, it's my middle name. I know you did. You take the Carfax. That's my government <laughs> middle name, Larry Nelson, positive, optimistic, energetic, long junior. That's it's 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 one of the keys this four letter word we call life. And one of the keys to this word sales, which isn't a four letter word, but it can make you say some four letter words. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So Larry, talk to us about your journey, uh, uh, you know, as a seller. And, and, you know, we talked about a bunch of different topics that we could have focused on, obviously proven successful for you, but you know, you wanted to focus on optimism and positivity, especially when we're recording this in 2023, February, sorry, March of 2023. Now it's flying by. 
uh, where there's a lot of uncertainty. That's what we keep hearing. There's a lot of uncertainty in the selling environment in the uh, quote unquote macro today. Uh, why was this topic, why is this topic so important to you? Why are you so passionate about it? Because I believe it's a game changer and it separates the good from the great. We, we can only control what we can control. And I can control, I call it eat, but, but actually I'm trying to eat less. So we'll call it tea. And I'm here in North Kakalaki, we'll call it sweet tea. I can control how I treat other people. I can control my emotions and I can control my actions and my attitude. So I make the choice every day, even when stuff is hitting the fan, even when this FUD, not Elmer FUD, but fear, uncertainty, and doubt is all around, I make a choice that I'm going to have a positive attitude. I'm going to be optimistic. Does that mean that nothing bad happens to me? Heck to the no. I got two kids. My wife is from South America. There's always some stuff going on in my life, but it's really how do I react to that? And a good buddy of mine, James Babb, he works for Wally World, Walmart. He said, hey, he told this to my team. Whenever you get, you get hit with something positive or negative, I encourage you to look for the good, mm. the great, and the wonderful. So right now, unfortunately, people are getting laid off. And you might say, Larry, there's nothing good, there's nothing great, and there's none, nothing wonderful about that. Well, I'm going to flip the script on you and say, hey, if you dig deep enough, you'll find the good because chances are that environment was not the right environment for you. You were being tolerated and not celebrated. The great is that knock, knock, opportunity is knocking. When one door closes, a window of opportunity opens up. But so many times people are so, they're just so focused on that, 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 that door that closed. They're, they're focused that they missed the opportunity that's around. And the wonderful is that you've now got a story to tell. You've got an experience that you're learning. You're growing. And I encourage you to not just take that as you're learning, but share with someone else that needs to hear how you navigated through that experience. So that, that's why I'm so passionate when it comes, and I'm getting choked up when it comes to optimism and positivity. It's our choice. Larry, have you always been this way, my friend? I was built for tough, man. My father ran track at Maryland, grew up in Baltimore City. If you've ever seen the, uh, the show, The Wire, that was his neighborhood surrounded by crime, surrounded by violence, drugs. And he made a choice and not alone, but he made a choice that track. He was a long jumper, triple jumper, nicknamed Shorty Long. He made a choice that I'm going to do everything in my power to create a better life for my family. And he was able to do that. And just watching him, it, it was an inspiration. So, yes, I've I mean, you talk about glass half empty, glass half full. My dad saw the glass as 100 percent full. And that it's amazing how. Contagious that attitude is. Jim Rohn says you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. I'm very picky with who I devote my time, energy and resource around, because if someone is. And eh, nah, 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 they're they're just negative. Chances are that's gonna that's gonna rub off on me whether I I like it or not. So I just choose to remove myself and surround myself with just folks that are excellent, folks that are giving, caring, that are doing big things and want to do even bigger things and have a greater impact. So uh, a short answer, yes. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I heard a couple of things in there that I want to dig deeper on. 
number one, your your father was in a, a more challenging situation and he chose to look at things differently. He chose to change his circumstances. So I could hear the excuses from people in my head saying, well, you know, Larry's been that way or that's how it is or he's in a good situation, but it's not always that way. So what I heard you say is that you have the choice. And number two that you talked about is that you have the ability to look and see things through different lenses and choose how you can view things. Like you said, is it good, great, wonderful? And you always have the choice to think about how you react with things. And then to build on that, I would I would build on top of what you mentioned. You don't react to things. You actually change the atmosphere of when you step into a room or you step onto a Zoom call, you can raise the atmosphere of joy, of, of positivity versus just letting people put you into a certain place. Would you agree with that? 1,000%. And what you just shared, I'll sum it up with the word perspective. Mm. I wrote a book, which who would have thunk it? Larry Long Jr. wrote a book called Jolt. Get zapped into intentionality, rediscover and believe in your inner greatness. Chapter one, which is very important. What story are you telling yourself and believing? I do coaching with sales leaders, sales professionals, and a lot of times their self-talk, their, their self-image is terrible. And believe you me, I'm still a work in progress. My coach said, Larry, it's amazing. You're so uplifting. You're so positive when it comes to everyone else. But when you start talking about yourself, wah, wah, and, and she said, I don't get it. And I came up with every excuse. Oh, I'm trying to be humble, uh, self-deprecating. She said, you're holding yourself back, dude. You got to give yourself grace. You got to encourage and speak life into yourself because our thoughts and our feelings and our words, they all tie to our actions, which tie into the results. So essentially, I encourage folks, if you're talking mad smack about yourself, which some of us have a habit of doing, stop it. Give yourself grace, encourage yourself, and let's go get it. Let's have fun while we're doing it. So Larry, I'll play devil's advocate, right? If I'm, a, if I'm the type of guy that sees the glass is half empty, you know, I'm, I have gone through adversity in my life and it's, it's beat me down to, you know, 33 years of age, right? My point is, what, what do you say to somebody like that is you mentioned you surround yourself with the positive thinkers, the people that are striving to be excellent. Is there any hope for me? Or do you say, look, forget it, Griff, he's, he, it's too late for him. You know, I'm going to just go spend my time on the folks that see the positive. Yeah, it all comes down to questions. Hey, Griff, is that the way that you want to be? Because oh, you're going to no, choose I... how you want to be. And, yeah. and if you want, if you uh, if you recognize that there is another way and you're open to exploring, by all means, I would love to help guide you along that exploration. But hey, welcome to the club. Everyone's been through some stuff. We all have our adventures and in my world, my middle name is also Misadventures. We've all been through that. We've all been through life. It hasn't been hunky-dory, sunshine and unicorns and rainbows for anyone that I know. But we make a choice of how we react to it. And that question, Erica Mancuso, one of my colleagues said, hey, Larry, for someone who's kind of tilted to, tilted and jilted, like, eh, it, it, it can't happen to me. How do you recommend I get over? Well, first of all, you've got to make a choice. Do you want to? Are you open to? Because if you're not, 
There's no one in this world. I don't care if it's Tony Robbins. I don't care if it's E.T. No one can motivate you, can inspire you. That comes and it goes. You've got to make a choice and say, you know what? I'm committed to being intentional and being committed to transformation. I might have been this way before. Up until now, I've been a negative Ned, a negative Nelly. Uh-oh. But now I'm open to being a positive Patty, to rocking and rolling like Larry Long Jr. Come on. Welcome to that awesome life. Let's go. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I love it. <laughs> So where do you see people struggle or when, when I say I am, I, I'm negative, I'm a pessimist, I see the glass is half empty, but I want to change. I, I do want to take that first step. I want to become a positive person and see the world and, 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 and we'll get to, we'll get to sales, I, you know, but I want to, I want to be a person that is a glass half full. What's the first step in that, that journey, in your opinion? It's right here. I know, I know your listeners can't see it, but it's the playbook. Okay. Where's your playbook? You got to document. Where's your business plan? I know you might work for ABC Acme Corporation, but you better be running your business like a business owner. This is Larry Long Jr. LLC. This is you. You're incorporated. You got to have a business plan. Now, right. this is the start. And with the business plan, you got to be intentional. You got to actually take the time, be creative, and think about specifically where do I want to go? What's the time frame? I think they call it smart goals. But hey, I'm going to be honest, y'all. I think smart goals are dumb. I like the specific. I like the measurable. I like the time bound. When it comes to attainable and realistic, come on, Cletus. Ain't no one going to tell me what's attainable and realistic. If I had set attainable and realistic goals, I never would have written Joe. You can ask any of my English teachers, elementary, middle, high, college, and you tell them Larry Long Jr. is an author. They're going to say, hold up, where's Ashton Kutcher? Am I getting punked? There's no way that punk wrote a book. It's impossible. The word itself, impossible, says it. I am possible. So you got to write down all the possibilities. I'm going to give you real quick the ABCs. The A is action. You got to take massive action. And while you're with it, get an accountability partner. Hey, Griff, I'm sure you hold Frankie V accountable and vice versa. B in the words of that great group journey, don't get me singing in here. Don't stop believing. Do you believe in yourself? Because if you don't, oh, Houston, we have a big problem. C, are you committed? Are you confident, courageous? Do you have the communication skills, which I know I'm doing a lot of talking. Majority of communication is listen. So many times we want to talk and talk and spew how great we are. No, shut the heck up and listen so you can learn. And then the D is dream. Oftentimes our dreams are right here. They're too low. No, you got to dream big. No, dream bigger. That's what I'm talking about. And I've seen it work. I, I know there's people out there saying, huh, I don't believe this guy. There's no one that can be so happy and positive. I just don't believe it. Well, hey, come on into my world. It might even, I'll take the mask off for you. I'll give you some of this action if you want some. I know that we're still in a pandemic, mask on, but I'll take the mask off for you. <laughs> I love it. Action and, account, action and accountability, belief, commitment, communication and courageous, dream bigger, and you gotta listen and, to- and then, and then Frankie said it earlier, energy. When you step up in the room or the Zoom, D, 
Do you bring the energy or do you, do you suck all the energy out? And then the millennials, they said, Larry, YOLO. Said, hold up, what's you call me? They said, no, Larry, you only live once. I said, okay, well, we're gonna have some fun. So I know I said the ABC, but I gave y'all some some bonuses. There we go, extra credit, baby, extra credit. Let's go. <laughs> you might be feeling this good all the time, but maybe uh, that hole in one you hit the other day, my friend. Ooh, watch out now. I told you that Tiger Woods is my cousin. Long lost. They call me Larry. Hit it in the woods. <laughs> what do you say to people griff was hitting on this a little bit what do you say to people that are like this is too woo woo this isn't for me yeah in in the words of of a great friend of mine melissa murray bailey she used to be the cro over at hootsuite oh yeah. she's now at vista equity partners when she was leading the team she said gia i said gia in the world she said yes give it a try so for any naysayers, non-believers, give it a try. Don't knock it until you try it. Or if you want to knock it and not try it, that's okay. Do you, boo-boo? Because there's plenty of people out there that are open to exploring what might allow them to step into their inner greatness. So once again, it's your choice. It's not, it's not my choice. I can't tell you how to live your life. But I can certainly ask the questions of hmm, right now, are you living your maximum potential and your best life? If you were to be honest, are you? And I should be a lawyer because I'm asking questions I already know the answer to. The answer is no, if you're being honest with yourself. So, hey, what you going to do? I know it ain't 2022, but what you going to do and who are you going to be in 2023? That is the question. Yeah, yeah. Wait, let's let's zoom this in on the lens of sales. Yeah. How do you see this translating for salespeople? Tell us about that. Yeah, I mean, hey, I'm not I'm not prime time. I'm not Coach Dion, but you feel good. You look good. You feel good. You feel good. You play good. You play good. Uh-oh, it pays good. So essentially in sales, it's about that inner belief. It's I believe that it's really about relationships. And I met a sales guru, Steve Noodleberg out of South Florida. He said, Larry. In my 30 years of selling, what I learned is the difference between contacts, people you know, and contracts, people you do business with, is the letter R. The letter R is for relationships. So I think that it's your relationship with yourself, that person that you look at in the mirror, your clients, your prospects, your colleagues, your partners, your leadership. What do those relationships look like? Are you building new relationships? Are you strengthening existing relationships? And if your relationship with yourself isn't tight, good luck. You might be able to fake it until you make it for a little bit, but I'm looking at consistent success. And when you look throughout history, from my experience, those that have consistent success, they have the consistent rituals. They take the consistent actions. They work on themselves consistently. They might be good. Like Jim Collins said, they want to be great. They might be great, but like Mr. Wonderful from the Shark Tank, they want to be wonderful. They're always looking to level up and get to that next level. And then hopefully they're looking to serve and bring others along for that ride as well. So that that sounds like almost uh, somebody you're describing as an athlete, and I know you know something about you, Larry. You know you played a little little ball back in your day at a little school called University of Maryland. Go Terps! Go Terps! <laughs> Big tournament coming up in a couple of weeks. Uh, so talk to us about 
how you develop some of this through your history in athletics and, and some of the parallels you see between sports in general and sales and some of the parallels. There's so many, but I'll, I'll give you kind of the three that come top to mind. Number one is that growth, that personal growth and never being satisfied. Yes, Allen Iverson, we're talking about practice, not the game. Are you practicing and working on your skills as a sales professional, as a sales leader? Ask yourself, when was the last time I practiced outside of normal business hours? When did I intentionally work on my skills, work on my game? Teamwork, it definitely makes the dream work. And Frankie, yes, there's going to be naysayers out there. Ah, I'm a lone wolf. Well, hey, you be a me monster all by yourself. I've seen it where if you want to go fast, go alone. Hey, smooth sailing. But if you want to go far, you better mount up with a team. Who's your crew? Who's your A team? And then the last parallel, you got the teamwork. You got the personal growth. I mean, it's uh, it's that inner desire. I think Les Brown says, are you hungry? Yeah, I just got done eating lunch, but I'm hungry. I filled my tummy. But now I'm trying to fill my heart. I'm trying to fill my mind. And hey, while I'm at it, there's nothing wrong with filling my bank account by serving other people. Essentially, the more that you give and you give and you give, the more you receive. And that's, uh, I mean, it's just crazy. In baseball, I'll never forget Kevin Haverbush. He was a junior. He ended up getting drafted. And I'm a little freshman, but I'm hungry. He was like, hey, come on into the cage. You give me three buckets. I'll give you one. I said, hold up, Don. I know you're overclassman, but I'll give you three. You give me two. He said, okay. But essentially, he was giving and sowing into me. There's no mystery. The, the best, the most successful people, not all the time. There's, there's those selfish people that do have success, but on the average, and I would say even above average, it's those that try to do for themselves and support others to bring them along that have success in life, in sports, and in sales. And sales, it, it's, it's such a great playground. It's such a great playground to test things out, to have fun by testing things out. It's just, uh, I mean, I love sales. Most people, they shrivel up. Their perspective is, ooh, sales is a naughty word. Nah, it's not a four-letter word. It might make you say some four-letter words, but sales is beautiful. You think about it. We get to help people. We get to serve people and we get the benefit. That's a win-win-win. Don't call me DJ Khaled, but all I do is win win <laughs> in the words of the great philosopher master p yes i'm about it about it about about it (laughs) Uh. hey so think i was thinking as you're talking um you're clearly in your lane larry you are doing what you were created to do and i think sales is a broad topic right where you can get anybody can get into sales. You can become a telemarketer. You could do strategic sales like we do. You could do consulting and coaching like you do. How important is it for somebody to be in their lane when they're selling so that they can be authentic? And I don't want to steal too much of what I think you might share with us, but talk to us a little bit about that. It certainly helps. And I'm going to keep it real. Not everything that I sold, the first, my first true sales job, professional sales, was making 150 dials to accountants. I can't even count without using my fingers. So, and it showed, hello, Mr. Mr. Jones. 
boop, click. I'll never forget the accountant I called out of New Jersey. He said, hey, I got something for you. I thought I was about to get a sign up about to ring the bell. He said, hey, put on a pair of concrete shoes and jump off a bridge. I said, oh, wait, how to overcome that? I looked in the objection handling manual. <laughs> it wasn't in there. So I just said, uh, God bless you too. And then I hung up. But it's one of those things where when you believe that you have a solution that can solve people's problems, really help them, it just makes it so much easier because people can smell BS from a mile away. You yeah. might think that you can fool people. You might be able to fool some people, but in the long haul, no. If you want to do right by people, I've sold the CPAs. I've sold the medical practices. I've sold the practice managers. I've sold to elite athletic teams where I was in my gifting and I could, I could see them eye to eye and talk the language. But you've got to believe that you actually can serve people and you've got to be genuine. Because if not, then people are like, you're just slanging, you're just slanging whatever it is, software, product services. So, I mean, for me, when I think about sales, I think it's twofold. Number one, I think it's a transfer of energy. It's a transfer of your belief to someone else. And you don't have to have, in the words of the great philosopher, J.J. Walker, dynamite, dynamite energy like me, but you better have some sort of juice, some sort of gumption, and you better let it loose. Number two, I don't know if y'all recognize the name Patty Stanger. Maybe I'm the only one who watches Bravo, but she's the host of Million Dollar Matchmaker. In sales, we're playing matchmaker. We're matching our product, our service, our thought, our idea with someone else's needs, their wants, their desires, their problems, their challenges, their hopes, dreams, and aspirations. And essentially, people respect when you say, you know what, I hear what you're looking for, and I don't have it. So essentially, here goes what I recommend. I know somebody who knows somebody. Let me connect you so we can solve that problem. And then if this, if things change, holla at your boy or holla at your girl. That's what sales is all about. I think sales is about serving, about helping, about assisting and solving problems. Point blank. That is great. Larry, I mean, that so many sellers start out as self-serving, right? How can I increase my bank account, right? Uh, if I serve people along the way, that's that's great, right? But to shift that mindset from serving yourself to really where you unlock the greatness is focus on serving others. Uh, you talked in the first part about the parallels between sports and sales. The first period, the first parallel is the growth mindset uh, and practicing on your skill set. How have you developed your own skill set in this area, whether, you know, positivity, optimism, uh, are there resources that you constantly go back to? Talked about Jolt. So I, I definitely want you to talk a little bit about Jolt, but what are some of the other resources that you recommend to, um, you know, people along your, your way? Yeah, I'll, I'll say three things. What are you reading and consuming, reading, listening to? Who are you rolling with? Who's your crew that you surround yourself with? And then the third one is, what are you doing? So we all, for the most part, I think most people have a smartphone. I mean, I, I know there's a couple of people out there that still have the BlackBerry. It's all good, rolling that trackball. But essentially, you can use the voice memos. You can use the video to record yourself. And believe you me, I'm a professional speaker and MC. I do it all the time. I hate it. I'm like, man, do I really sweat that much? Why am I talking so fast? Larry, can you 
calm down a little bit, but that's who I am. Believe it or not, I'm working on slowing down. I know you're like giggly muggly. So it's actually putting those lessons into action and it's doing those things that we all know we can do and we all know we should be doing, but having the discipline to do it. Essentially, if you have someone, a colleague, or even just a significant other, you can call a family member and ask them, can I practice my pitch to you? Can I practice having a conversation? You play the doctor, you play the CPA. I'm trying my best to get your interest. And can you give me feedback, the good, as well as the opportunity areas for improvement? That's how you get better. And when you do it with your peers, I know that that you, you feel exposed because they know exactly what you're supposed to be doing. But that getting out of your comfort zone, that's where some of the greatest growth happens. When you ask people, hey, will you provide me honest feedback? Will you provide me with what I'm doing well as well as how I can get better it's just, it makes a world of difference versus just being a me monster, going at it on your own and just saying, I'm the greatest of all time. Survey says, nah. <laughs> I love it. Hey, I'm thinking, so like Griff said, it's, we're recording March, 2023. Times are, I'm using air quotes, tough right now. Give us, speak a little life into what you're seeing as far as the opportunity that people have to make something happen great during this time. Yeah. So uh, times are always tough. I hate to break it to you. Even when they're good, they're still tough. But we're going through a quote unquote challenging time. There are layoffs. And hey, I'm going to call a spade a spade. There's some stuff that's going on. And when there's stuff going on, that's where there's some of the greatest opportunity. I think Warren Buffett says that you should be buying when everyone else is selling. Well, people are slowing down. They're pulling back. Well, guess what? Knock, knock. The opportunity is there for you to learn a new skill, for you to reach out and create new relationships, for you to create your brand and expand your brand and amplify your brand out there in terms of what you bring to the market. Now, I got a little secret for you. You should have been doing that all along. When things were smooth, you still should have been building your network because the saying goes, it's not what you know. The traditional saying is, it's who you know. Well, in my Steve Harvey Family Feud voice survey says, nah, it's not what you know, and it's not even who you know. It's who knows you and who trusts you and who believes in you that really makes stuff happen. So the great thing is you can start right now. I think they say if you wanted shade, the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. The second best time is right now. So what are you going to do right now when the opportunity is presenting itself? Are you going to learn a new language? Larry, what does that have to do with selling? Well, hey, now when you're in a competitive situation and you know English and Spanish, no parlez-vous français, and you're going against someone else who only knows English, que pasa, loco? You're now going to have that advantage. When you intentionally work to grow your skills, when you intentionally work to grow yourself, it's just something about it that smells so sweet. I, I can't even put my, my pulse on it, but people can tell, accountants could tell that I didn't know how to count, but they knew that I was reading up in the North Carolina Association of CPAs, the little publication. This was back in the day when you had the physical publication, I was reading through it. I'm like, Sarbanes-Oxley, I can't even spell that. Sox compliance 
I'm not even wearing socks. She's talking about Willis. But they could smell, they could kind of just feel that, wow, this guy is really trying to, he's trying to get engulfed into my industry. So from a sales perspective, I encourage you, there's five buckets. You want to be a five-star player. If you are employed, understanding your company, the who, what, when, where, why, how, the mission, vision, values, and priorities. Who are the movers and shakers? Number two, the industry or industries that you serve. What keeps them up at night? What have they been through? What's on the horizon? Number three, your product. You better know your product inside and out. Number four, it's the tools and resources. Yeah, I'm gonna do the, the Aaron Rodgers discount double check. What's on your tool belt and how well can you use it? Whether it's, uh, whether it's Salesforce, whether it's Excel, do you know how to do pivot tables, being able to utilize those tools to the max. And then number five is your selling skills. How well are you at time management, at prospecting, at discovery, at overcoming objections, at demoing, at negotiating, at pipeline management, and then closing, and then the post-close. There's a lot of opportunities for us to up-level our game if we open our mind and we step into that growth mindset of, I'm going to continue to learn, grow, and turn that into action. I call it an action mindset because we know a lot of stuff. I just came back from a convention. I think I've got six pages of notes. But hey, the key question I'm asking myself is, hey, Larry, what you going to do? What you going to do with all these notes? What are you going to put into action? So I'm going through and my strategy is, I'm listing 10 actions, and then I'm identifying what are the top two that I'm committed to doing over the next 60 days. Larry, are you a coffee guy? Are you tea? Like, what we need to understand, like, this energy, your energy is out of control. I'm, I'm a Kool-Aid kid. I do <laughs> tea. I don't do coffee. I might explode. I've had coffee once in my life. We came back from Florida State spring break playing baseball. I had a presentation. My parents, my I was so tired. My mom said, I'll give you some coffee. I said, I hate the taste of coffee. She said, I'll load it up with sugar and cream. It all went to the bottom, so I'm drinking it. I'm like, that, that. But I got to the bottom. I said, oh, this is good. Nothing but sugar and cream. But yeah, one and done for coffee. <laughs> oh, my God. I love it. Uh, so... We got a couple couple minutes before we wrap up. Talk to us about like the learn, the growth, the growth mindset. Invest in yourself. Start right now. Is how did you get started on this? And is some of this in in Jolt? Like you know, what inspired you to write that book? Yeah, so I'm a little guy. Y'all can't tell, but I'm five foot nine and three quarters. I round up to six foot. There's no way that I should have been starting four years in the ACC Division One baseball. But essentially. No one has a bigger heart than me. I don't care if you're six foot six, your heart isn't bigger than me. And your work ethic, you're not going to outwork me. I'm, let's just call a spade a spade. I will not be outworked. The, the book Jolt came from my midweek, midday motivational minute, which I started April 22nd of 2020 during the beginning of the pandemic. I don't know if you remember, but when you turned on the news, it was all doom and gloom. Oh, no, the world is ending. I said, that's some BS right there. They might as well call this bad news. I said, well, what can I do? I, I don't own ABC, NBC, CBS, but hey, I can put out some information and a video on LinkedIn. Well, hey, I just had my episode number 150. 150 out of the last 151 weeks, I've been doing a midweek, midday motivational minute. My book, Jolt, is my 
most meaningful seven topics uh, just in written form. And uh, I had a book consultant who said, Larry, you got to tell your story. I said, Michelle, I tell my story every week. She said, hey, what about those people that will never hear you? Let's go ahead and get it in writing. So I'm just super enthused talking about what story are you telling yourself and believing, mastering the basics. You are what you consume and the company that you keep, your definition of sales, your perspective of sales. And then chapter number seven probably my most meaningful lessons from my dad. I lost my dad back in, oh my goodness, 2015. And uh, there were so many lessons that he passed to me that I want to pass on to my family as well as to the world. And they're, they're basic lessons, but if you can master the basics, watch out now. Yeah. What a cool way to honor your dad and keep his legacy going. That's awesome. Larry, Thank you so much for jumping on. We have one final question for you. So you are on the Elite Selling Podcast in case you didn't already realize that. So give us a breakdown on how you define an elite seller and what makes up an elite seller. Yeah. So an elite seller, I really, I call it a mindset followed by action. And essentially we're, we're in the numbers game. So show me the money. Let me see the scoreboard. And that's going to determine whether you're elite. And in addition to are you doing it the right way? Or are you actually serving people or are you serving yourself? So I don't want someone who doesn't put up numbers. That just, that doesn't keep the lights on. That's, we're going to go dark. <laughs> I need someone who puts up numbers, but does it the right way. Serves their colleagues, serves their, their partner, serves their clients, serves the organization. It's all about service. And that's, that's what I think is synonymous when I think about elite selling and elite selling leadership as well. Do you really care about your people or are you stuck in the spreadsheets? No, get to know your people. You're selling internally as a leader. You've got to do discovery and always be discovering. You've got to do the little things. When was the last time that you wrote a handwritten note? When was the last time that you sent a voice message, a voice memo to your team? When was the last time you sent a video message to your team? The little things are really the big things. So I know that was a big definition, but that's what I think is all encompassing when I think about elite sales professionals. Are you a professional or are you an amateur? There's a big difference. Larry, this has been incredible. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day. You mentioned that, you know, you like to spend time with people that, uh, you know, are, are striving towards excellence. And we just appreciate you taking time out of your day to meet with us. This has been a, a great, great time for, for Frankie and I. We've learned a lot and we hope our listeners have as well. Um, we will recommend that they connect with you on LinkedIn. They connect with you to just to learn a little bit more and, and obviously check out Joel. So thank you very much. I appreciate y'all. Thank you, Griff. Thank you, Frankie V. Larry, thanks so much for joining the Elite Selling Podcast. If you're not ready to run through a wall after that, I don't know what's going to get you fired up. I'm not only motivated, but there's a lot of great action items that we can take away from this episode. Number one, the difference between contacts and contracts is that subtle R. Make sure you're investing in relationships and building people up inside and outside of your company. Number two, it's not about who you know, but who knows you. That goes back to building authentic relationships, bringing your passion, bringing your real self like Larry did the whole episode. So if you're not already following Larry on LinkedIn, be sure to go check him out. 
buy his book, Jolt. It's a, it's a game changer. Be sure to do that. And again, Larry, thank you so much for joining us. We can't wait to have you again. 